Something that's become one of the most polarizing topics among Miami Hurricanes football fans, the great stadium debate. Does the Miami football team, do they need their own stadium or staying at Hard Rock? Do they have to do that? Let's weigh in on this episode. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day, especially on a Saturday. We're hitting you with weekend programming, my friends. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Just try to be nice in the comments today because I never thought a stadium would become so polarizing but it has. And I thought to add some great perspective on this topic, let's bring on not only a talented journalist who's rising through those ranks, but he's also a current University of Miami student. Luke Cheney joins us, who's part of the brand new team on the All Hurricanes website. That's a Sports Illustrated website. We talked to our good pal John Garcia about this. It just came out this month. Luke, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? What's going on, man? I am doing very well. It's a nice Friday. Uh, how are you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's it's always great to be a Miami Hurricane, but especially when we've had an offseason like this. It's just what a time to be alive. And, and one of the things that people are talking about, and obviously this wouldn't be any time real soon, but in order to just bring the game day experience of Miami football to another level, a lot of people have been talking about the Hurricanes eventually – getting out of that Hard Rock Stadium lease and moving into their own stadium. And a big backer for this, because he's been talking about it basically nonstop going back to January, is Mr. NIL, John Ruiz, CEO of LifeWall. I even saw him. He tweeted out on Thursday, I think it was Thursday night, that they're going to be dropping new stadium designs in August. He's excited about it. A lot of Hurricanes fans are excited about getting their own football stadium because that's always something people talk about, college football. You know, it wouldn't be an on-campus stadium, but a much nearer by-to-campus stadium, maybe Tropical Park. But, Luke, another thing that I found is a lot of folks get really angry about this. And be nice to us. Like, don't flood our mentions with all this hate because I find a lot of people either A, and I understand it, because, uh, you know, Miami, it's really a team for the city. Like, it's not a college town. It's not like Madison, Wisconsin or something where everybody's, like, focused in that area. There are so many great Canes fans, North Broward, Palm Beach County. I know some people who drive down from Orlando for a handful of games per year. And, listen, Hard Rock Stadium, it's easier to get to than the Coral Gables area. So that's one thing. And then another thing is – Hard Rock Stadium's really nice, right? I mean, they're going to be hosting World Cup games there in a few years. They've hosted so many Super Bowls. So this stadium topic, it really pulls people apart. But I wanted to get your perspective, Luke, as a, a current UM student. Do you think that down the road, and this may not even happen while you're still attending the school, but do you think having a football-specific stadium a few miles away from campus, you think that's something that would benefit just the student body? I think from the perspective of the student body, I mean, like myself, uh, yeah, I mean, because it's something that likely wouldn't be built for, you know, many years down the road. I 
won't be in college. I mean, I'm, I'm graduating uh, May 2025, so I'll be out of college by the time it's built. If you know, it's it, if it is built. Um, personally, I, I that would be tremendous, just because. I mean, I was I was born in 03. I've been going to Kane Canes my whole life, but I never experienced the uh, the Orange Bowl. Oh man, yeah. I never. I mean, I, I mean, because uh, the Orange Bowl, the last game of the Orange Bowl was 07, right? 07. That's right. I was there, and it was it was a horrible game that Virginia. Yeah, no, it was like 46 yeah. to nothing or something. It was 48 nothing. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, like like my first Canes game was uh the how's that kind of funny? My last Canes game was the the game that got Randy Shannon fired. The the USF home game. Uh, so that was that was my first uh, Canes game. That was three years uh, post Orange Bowl. So I never really got to experience um, that South Miami Stadium for the Hurricanes. Um, I <clears throat> I love Hard Rock. Uh, I've been going there my whole life. Uh, my family uh, has, has been season ticket holders uh, their entire life. So I really, I mean, like during football season, it felt like Hard Rock was a second home. Uh, to a point. I mean, I, I, I love being there, but I don't really, I, I, I wouldn't say I have that, I guess, emotional connection to the stadium. You know, I, I don't feel super strongly in favor of, of hard rock. Um, and I, I, I can't, I, I just, the, the, the prospect of a new stadium for me personally would, it, it's just so intriguing. And it's something that if, if it could happen, I, I mean, like, why not? I, well, there's just many reasons why not uh logistically but uh from a personal perspective i mean i would love to see it um you mentioned i guess like the student body wise um i think it and we're just gonna use like guess football for example i think um it would lead to i think more enthusiasm um for this, the student body wanting to go to football games just because uh i mean i try but for my students there's the infamous bus ride to uh to Kane's games that you know yeah, it was a metro when I was there it was a metro rail ride and now okay. it's a bus ride yeah how, how long was the was the metro rail ride from, uh, it, uh well that that was to get uh to oh, the so orange bowl and it, it was yeah it was so it was a weird thing like it wasn't a long metro rail ride I don't I don't know like 10 minutes or something but then yeah. like the metro rail station it was Culver station and like it wasn't it was several blocks away from the Orange Bowl. So you would either just have to walk a long ways or they did have buses that would take you from the monorail station to the Orange Bowl. So usually what happened was, Luke, you'd get because, you know, people arrive at the game tailgating all sorts of different times. So you'd get off the monorail, get on the bus. But then after the games were over, the line to get on the monorail at the end would be insane or the line to get on the buses at the end would be insane. So you would just have to walk back to the monorail station most of the time. But yeah, it was a, but back in my day, we were all over that monorail or the yeah. Metro rail, I guess you call it. So, I mean, we have the, uh, the buses that come in and, you know, take students to, uh, to games. And I mean, this is a good 45 minute bus ride, depending on traffic. Wow. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a lot, and it's you know leads to I mean some students not wanting to go to the games, and I mean to a point I I get it. I mean it's especially you know like a Thursday night game, asking a student to take a you know uh, including rush hour like a probably an hour twenty minute long bus ride there and back 
for a game is a lot to ask for. But I just the thing is, I I, I don't think that the student bought. I, I I think it's really hard, no matter where the stadium is, to really get that enthusiastic or that electric and enthusiastic student uh, student atmosphere that you see at Penn State or Wisconsin or Michigan just because Miami is a private school and a majority of the kids who attend Miami aren't from the South Florida area. Right. And a lot of internationals too. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I'm, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. I literally only met like four kids from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, wow. So yeah, I know. I mean, I've, I've met a lot more from like the Miami area, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can attest to this. Most of the kids that I've met are from the Northeast, from of, New York yeah. and New Jersey. And the difference is with Miami and let's say UGA, for example, Georgia, because they're a state school, they're required to take a certain percent of in-state kids. I know at UNC, I know at uh, UNC, I mean, it's UNC is a very hard school to get into, uh, and it's even harder for out-of-state kids because they're required to take, I think, something like eighty-one percent of the admitted students must be from North Carolina, and I imagine it's a similar stat for you know uh, the state schools here in Florida, such as you know UF and FSU. And like I said, with um, with UGA, for example, a majority of the kids who go to school, they grew up Bulldogs. They grew up mm. Georgia football fans. So it's a natural transition as a fan. They already have that, um, that enthusiasm um, with them as a, just as a fan that, you know, they've had for their entire life, given that most of them grew up around the Athens area, grew up in the Georgia area a lot of Miami students aren't going to have that same enthusiasm because like I mentioned with a lot being from outside of Florida, a lot being from the Northeast, a lot being uh, more international, as, as you mentioned, it's a lot to ask for for students who uh, I'll use freshmen, for example, have only been fans who have only been fans for two months to have that, that not that that electricity and that passion be a hurricane it's just not there so i think that is always going to hold i guess miami student body from ever becoming this enthusiastic yeah. sports school which you know it's a sh it's a shame but it's something that is kind of hard to overcome and and, and i i also i just i want to mention that the the some of the organizations these the like the category five at Miami, some of the organizations that put uh, that, uh, you know, organize the student section for football and basketball, they do a tremendous job, like absolutely tremendous. I can attest to uh, the eye for basketball. They did a phenomenal job last season uh, for both men's and women's basketball. But it's just hard given the makeup of Miami student body to really have that strong enthusiasm. Well, and honestly, everything you're saying, uh... I think does really reinforce the idea that a lot of people have in that you maybe Miami does not need that nearby or on campus type stadium the way that a lot of these other schools do. Cause I really, I compare Miami a lot to USC, like very similar, like you, it's not exactly the same piece. Like USC does have a bigger student body than Miami, but they're, 
private universities in really big cities and like they become the teams of the cities. I mean, Luke, Luke is a youngin, So unfortunately for him, you know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't around during the glory days of like the 80s and the 90s. So you missed a lot of good stuff, bro. You missed a lot of really good stuff. Uh, but I can remember the way that, you know, the entire city and like it didn't matter if, if anyone ever ever set foot on campus or not. You didn't have to be a student. You didn't have to be alumnus. It would just it would captivate the entire city. Uh, and so, listen, at the end of it for me, because um, I'm honestly, I'm surprised that some of you get so worked up about the stadium stuff because I see people getting in arguments all the time. I'm cool either way. Like, if, if they stay in Hard Rock Stadium for, the, for another 20 years, which is one of the nicer NFL facilities in the country, one of the better stadiums in North America, if they stay there for the next number of years, I can live with that. If they were to make a nearby campus stadium just for Miami football – Go big or go home. Like, you have to do it upright. You don't want to do it, like, on the cheap, kind of like, you know, when FIU built their stadium uh, 10, 15 years ago. Like, you don't want it to be just metal bleachers. Like, you have to really build something special uh, if you're going to do it. Because if you're not going to build something really special, don't even bother. Uh, I want to get into some expectations for Miami and a couple of uh, recruiting notes with Luke here. But I want to remind you, friends, betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting sports uh, needs uh, and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, including this year's NHL finals and Major League Baseball. We just had a, you know, the uh, Golden State Warriors win the NBA title. Congratulations to them. I won some money on that. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports teams and events, including MMA, boxing, even golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you guys for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day, even on Saturdays. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts. So, Luke, I, I got to put you on the hot seat here because heading into the 2022 season, renewed hope, Mario Cristobal, great coaching staff, expectations with Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. Um, I know a lot of people just assume Clemson is going to be back this coming year. They had a very down year last year. Miami didn't win the Coastal last year. Pittsburgh got it done in the Coastal and in the ACC. Miami are favorites to at least win the Coastal this year. How do you handicap the Miami Hurricanes' chances of potentially winning the ACC this season? Yeah, so, I mean, I think the borderline expectation for Miami has to be win the, win the Coastal. And I feel like this is the borderline expectation every season because on paper, Miami should win the Coastal every season. Every season, they should, talent-wise, they should win the Coastal. Uh, and that obviously has not happened. Um, and the Coastal this year is going to be even more wide open than it usually is just because there is a lot of talent leaving which bodes well for Miami. I mean, take Pitt, they're losing Kenny Pickett. They're also losing Jordan Addison. I think Pitt will probably be a solid team with uh, with Slovis coming in from USC. Uh, they have a strong defense. They return their, uh, I think their top two or three ret uh, returning backs. So Pitt's going to be solid, but there's a lot of unknowns there. Take UNC, 
they're losing Sam Howell. He was a thorn in Miami's side for three seasons. And uh, you could have a retro freshman taking, taking over at quarterback. Um, the only team with, you know, a return, a, a returning, say, quarterback that, I mean, I, I think really poses a threat is Virginia with uh, Brennan Armstrong, who yep. you know, led, led uh, the whole country in passing yards last season. But even then, with Brennan Armstrong coming back, they're losing every single starting alignment from last year. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. They are. They, uh, I think they're bringing in two FCS transfers. It's not looking good right now for uh, for UVA aside from the QB position and the, with the wide receivers that they're bringing back. So there's a lot of question marks throughout the coastal, and then you have you know George Tech and Duke who aren't expected to do to do much. So just given that Miami simply has Tyler Van Dyke and a boatload of talent, um, they should win the coastal, and that's my my expectation for them heading into this year. The Atlantic is a different story just because there is more established talent in that side of the conference. Uh, I think NC State and Wake Forest are going to be two very, very good teams. Um, I mean, you're bringing back Sam Hartman uh, for Wake Forest. Um, you're also bringing back a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, I loved watching Wake Forest last year. They're probably one of the more fun teams to watch in the entire country. And then, I mean, NC State, they're bringing back a really good defense probably bringing back the most underrated quarterback in the ACC in, in Devin Leary because uh, – I like the way you think. I agree completely. I mean, because I, 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 a lot of people don't realize the season that Leary had. I mean, dude had 35 touchdowns and only five picks. Like, that is extremely impressive. They're bringing him back. Um, NC State's going to be a very good team. And then you have Clemson, who quite possibly could have – one of the best, if not the best defense in the country next year. I'm, I'm, I mean, they had a, a very good defense last year, and they're bringing pretty much all of it back. Uh, I mean, obviously, the only question mark there is the quarterback position. Uh, DJ Ui, Ui uh, Angalele. I, I Nailed it. Like, you stuck the – You eventually you got there. You got there. I got there. I got there. We, we found a way there. Um, I mean, he underperformed last year. They're also bringing competition with uh, – with, Lubick, I believe you pronounce his last name, but yes, yeah. If Clemson can figure out the quarterback position, just given how much talent they have on defense, and given you know Will Shipley, who looks to be one of who could be one of the best running backs in ACC next year, they would probably be my favorite. But again, we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback position. If they struggle like they did last year at that position, then the AC is completely up for grabs as it was a year ago. So, I mean, I think we're just going back to Miami. The Coastal, that's the bare minimum. You have to win the Coastal. And then we'll see what happens in the, in the Atlantic. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's no standalone team that, I guess, has me super worried. So, you know, we'll see how the season comes along. But, I mean, it's it, the ACC is, is doable for Miami, which feels good. Yeah, and listen, they they've hit the they've hit it out of the park with so many of the transfers that they brought in, which obviously would have a bigger immediate impact than a good recruiting class that they brought in. And we're always covering uh, recruiting here on Locked On Canes, and it's funny. So yesterday, uh, you know, we covered a ton of you know potential commits with John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated. One player we didn't cover because you know his official visit had not been announced yet is Jaden Wayne 
Tacoma, Washington edge rusher. So if he does end up at Miami, he'll be very traveled. You know, he sent out the little video of him on the plane. It was, it's like a six-hour plane ride from Tacoma. I've been to Seattle before. Uh, he's a, a four-star edge rusher, number six edge rusher in the entire country for the class of 2023, number one in the state of Washington. Uh, are, are you hearing some optimistic vibes for Jaden Wayne? Because I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit excited here. Yeah, so, I mean, Jaden Wayne is – taking that cross-country trip back to uh to Coral Gables this uh I guess oh, I think he landed today yeah I mean that's that that's in, insane and that I mean the reason why Miami is really being considered heavily in the first place is is due to tomorrow Cristobal and the relationship that you know Cristobal is able to build with Wayne uh up in the uh the northwest because um I what I uh, wrote like a quick write-up yesterday about Wayne and uh, I mean I found out that Cristobal was the first coach to give him an offer in July 2019. So this was Wayne going into his freshman year. Wow. So Cristobal pulled the trigger early. Uh, So, I mean, the coaching staff obviously thinks very highly of him. Um, Miami offered him uh, under the the Manny Diaz coaching staff. And uh, Cristobal reignited this this relationship um, when he got to Miami. Wayne took an unofficial visit, I think January 21st. He then attended Miami's junior day on the 22nd of January. And now he's back in Coral, now he's back in Coral Gables for, uh, for his first official visit. So we'll see how that goes. He is one of the most elite addressers in this entire class. If Miami can grab him, that would be huge. And I mean, some of the players in this is, uh, well, the main player uh, for Wayne right now is also Oregon. Um, they're recruiting him heavily. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, he's more local to uh, to the Oregon area, and he actually has an official visit up in up in Eugene uh, for next weekend. So we'll see how that transpires. But I mean, Miami is definitely a player here, and if and if they can acquire Wayne, who I really broke out in his junior year, um, I think he had like nine sacks. Uh, he played very well his junior season, so. He's a riser, and if Miami can, uh, if Miami's able to uh, to grab him, that would be absolutely huge for the class. That's great. There, there were some good nuggets in there I, I didn't know about, like Cristobal offering him after eighth grade. I, you see that happen every now and then, and that's the sign of a good recruiter. Like Nick Saban does that a lot, and obviously, not only is Saban an excellent recruiter, he's got you know a staff of like millions helping him recruit, which Mario does kind of now but when yeah. you can identify talent in somebody who's not even in high school yet and then they end up three years later yeah they're a four star five star uh, that's always incredible that's great stuff uh so another thing uh, i wanted to get your take on and let me also offer a little little uh, word of uh, wisdom a psa to our listeners and viewers if you create a fake Twitter profile or a fake Twitter name to pretend to be a recruit in high school, you need to find a hobby or you need to find a job. Like it's it's some of it's just some of the most disturbing behavior. So uh, Jaden Rashada, uh, he is uh, he would have been actually announcing today. Uh, had he not decided to push back his announcement from the 18th to the 26th as to where he's going to be taking his talents uh, as a as a true freshman, the four-star quarterback, five-star, depending on which publication you look at, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And I had, up until a couple days ago, I had believed that Miami was basically out of it for Rashada because he didn't take an official visit here and wasn't going to have one by Saturday. But with him, 
actually deciding to move back his announcement a week, a week and, and a day. Oh, maybe Miami is a shot. The last place he has visited officially is the University of Florida. And the Gator fans and the Seminole fans, they're they're getting a little bit scared about what Miami's building down here. And I, there, there was some some Gator bro who like changed his Twitter name to Jaden Rashada, pretended to be him and talked about oh, I'm making an official visit to Miami. He was exposed as a fraud and as a Gator fan. And I think he he deleted the tweet, probably deleted his entire account, his entire existence. So do not be that guy who like pretends to be a high school kid on Twitter. There are better ways to spend your time. But, you know, Luke, I've, I've got to think that Jaden Rashada postponing his recruitment by eight days. I'm not going to call Miami the favorite necessarily, mm-hmm. but that's got to be a good thing for Miami. Because if he was sick, because a lot of people thought he was going to end up, and he maybe still will, but a lot of people thought, oh, he's going to Florida. But if he had his mind made up, he's going to Florida, he's not going to extend his announcement. Like, I, I think he's still making up his mind. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, this, the, the postponement of, postponement of his uh, commitment uh, I mean it bodes well for Miami I mean it has to uh, I mean he's looked more and more like a Florida lean especially uh, with you know the, the last visit that he took um, you know there's been rumored uh, to uh, it's been rumored that there's a lot of NIL money on the line at UF um, and it's looked like like you know you said that he was going to end up committing to UF, but you know with this postponement, it gives Miami some time uh, to really make a last push. And you know we'll see uh, where or if if and where he takes that last visit. If he does end up uh, taking it to Miami. Uh, that 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 looks pretty good. Uh, you know, for Miami. Um, so we'll, we'll end up seeing what happens in the next few days if he takes that last visit. I mean, if 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 I were to make a prediction right now, I'd, I'd still lean on the side of UF just because there's a lot of unknowns with Miami. I still can't believe that guy. I, I mean, I, I saw that literally uh, when I was on my way home today, uh, that that whole thing with the guy who made a fake. <laughs> like, who, does, who, who makes a fake Twitter account of a high school of a, of like a 17 year old. Like that's, it's weird. It's pretty, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see in the next coming days if Miami can make that last push for, uh, for Jaden Rashada. Uh, I mean, Miami is, is in for, uh, for me. I mean, it's, it's not Rashada or nothing for Miami. I mean, we have, I mean, Miami has uh, Emery Williams visiting this weekend. Uh, the staff absolutely loves him. Um, he's someone who is a three-star quarterback. I think he's in the 800s in the national rankings, but a lot of people have him way higher than that. He's going to um, rise because he. he oh, the, yeah. thing, the thing of the thing about Emory Williams was he got discovered really late, and I think it's because mm-hmm. like he lives in the middle of nowhere in, in the Panhandle. But like when when he got discovered, he's been blowing up now in recent weeks. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's, it's someone that's it's he's going to continue to rise throughout his senior year. Uh, and it's he's someone that, like I said, the, the Miami staff really loves. Uh, and then the, the case is not closed for Dante Moore either. Um, we'll see what happens with that. So my, Miami has options aside from Rashada. If, if Rashada ends up committing to, let's say, Florida, it's not the end of the day um, for, you know, the Canes. But 
obviously, if if Miami can, is, is are able to acquire a quarterback like Jaden Rashada, who you mentioned, uh, depending on the publication that you know you you see him on, he's a five star, or four star. He would be the the highest rated quarterback prospect to uh, to pick Miami since Kyle Wright, probably. Kyle Wright, that's back in my day. Back in my yeah. Age. yeah. <laughs> And so, I mean, it's 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 been a minute since uh since Miami's able to uh, since Miami has been able to, you know, acquire a, a, a five star quarterback. I mean, it's yeah. you don't do that every day. So uh so so like I said, we'll see what happens in this uh this late push. But uh, like if if Miami can, if Miami's able to lock down that visit, all bets are off. We'll see. Well, I, I like the perspective. I want everyone make sure you follow Luke on Twitter at Luke underscore Cheney four. Check out his work in the brand new All Hurricane site, part of Sports Illustrated. Uh, he also calls some games on WVUM. I'm an alum of WVUM back in the day. Those are the good old days. Hey, guys, I want you to let us know in the comments because I thought Luke brought some good perspective because he's he's a current member of the student body at Miami, and he brought some good perspective on the whole stadium debate. And actually, he got me thinking, man, like even – Having a nearby campus stadium, it's less important to a school like Miami than it is to the schools located in college towns. So I think Luke, I don't even know if he did it on purpose, but he's like swaying me maybe more into the side of your own stadium is not necessary. <laughs> he's, he's already he's distancing himself from my remarks, which is great. I'm, I'm... <laughs> no, it's it's uh for. For the community of Miami, it would matter more than it would matter. It would matter more to the community of Miami than it would to the students. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's that's the that, that's my concluding statement on that. I like uh, it. I, I would. I I'm more indifferent if anything. So I'm probably I'm probably more on, on on your side of things when it comes to all that stuff. I hear you. So l- let us know if you want to drop us a tweet. You can tweet the show day and night at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us, we will follow you back, by the way. Tweet us your opinions. Uh, are you indifferent on it? Very few people are indifferent on this. Do you want Miami to have their own football stadium? Do you want them to stay put at Hard Rock? You can also drop us YouTube comments as well. Luke, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for having me, man. I love being on. Oh, awesome stuff. And guys, make sure you check out betonline.net. You check out the entire network here because the Locked On Podcast Network – whatever team you root for. And for the South Floridians out there, Locked On Dolphins is awesome. Locked On Heat, Locked On Panthers, all incredible, incredible shows. So we will talk to you guys again on Monday on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.